Yes, and welcome back to The Drop, the STAB podcast where we unpack every week in surf news. This is your captain, Big Dick Power Surfer speaking, and my normal co-host, Mikey Ciramella, he's still out. He's in Kandui, which I've never been, but based off what I'm seeing, it's a clothing optional resort. He's He's got a lot of explaining to do. He'll be back next week, I believe, and... Stay tuned for the intro chat there because, yeah, there's some stuff that more questions than answers is what I'll say. But the news don't sleep, and we have another very special guest. Many of you are going to remember him, especially if you've been listening for a while. I think he started this show, Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson is back, okay? And he and I are going to be talking about this week in surf news, including the Vans Pipe Masters Invite Show, Episode 2. Yep, that's right. We've got a full field of competitors now. We're going to be talking about Bad Boy Rai Rai's CT Venue Power Rankings. Fun one there. Lots of opinion. Should be a good chat. We'll be talking about the Wave Garden, new technology that basically gave them four new airwaves around the world at a push of a button. Pretty wild. We're going to be talking about the shark attack survivor from Northern California who deserves all of your love and affection and also got a free wetsuit from Aki. A lot to explain. Finally, we will be talking about Seb Williams' new film, Euphoria, which is currently playing on Stab Premium. And then we're going to round it out with a good old-fashioned surf sin. But for now, let's see what Danny's up to. Danny Johnson. Danny the Rock Johnson. Hi, Buck. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm very good. I missed you. Yeah, well, we don't really talk other than when we used to do the podcast together. The old text here and there, but yeah, it's been a long time uh, just connecting with Buck. That's kind of like a life hack. Like if you feel like you don't maybe talk to your parents enough, you just do a podcast with them. And so you catch up (laughs) with them every week. Oh man, that's a, that's a, I'll listen to you and chat to your folks for sure. I mean, I, I feel guilty about that. I don't feel like I'm doing a great job there. So maybe I should just start a podcast with them. Just catch up and <laughs> well, go, go through some <laughs> topics. Just, just bring up all the gripes from your childhood. Yeah. Just all the, all the ways that they messed you up as a child. Did you they? Know I, don't know. I think you're all right. I hope. Nah, they're good. Maybe I was just projecting there. Yeah, so what's been what's been happening, Buck? What's going on in you in the world? Well, um, we're gonna get into that. There's one story on this list here where I can really add some personal detail. The Wave Garden one. We'll get to that. But I am back in Portugal now. It is very large, very windy, not ideal winds. Um, just been trying to make that work in the ocean. Not going well. Still trying. But yeah. Can't complain. Back to normal, I guess. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, life uh, life continues on pretty similarly to when we last spoke, I guess. I don't know. I don't have much to report. Mm. (laughs) I got no stories. You eat any good food or anything lately? Like what? Like something (laughs) like that? Anything you want to recommend? No, no. Are you fasting again? Is that it? No, I wish. So get in a little bit chubby. I need to uh, get some, some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, tricks to to trim it up so I can ride surfboards that are a little bit thinner. Is that that's a goal? Oh, for sure. You you put on a little bit of weight. Your boards start getting thicker. You come nowhere near even being able to put a board on rail. They're just my my boards are basically circles at this point. <laughs> just discs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. I wonder how that go. They just look like dolphins, just like <laughs> these big, elongated, round things. All right. Well, if you see a man riding a circular dolphin in the water, you'll know it was Danny. Go say hi. He's lovely. But for now, let's get into this week's news. Vans Pipe Masters Invite Show Episode Two. So. Danny, since we last spoke, there has been a lot of people kind of thinking that you're doing different things. Like, I, I think the biggest theory is that you were working to uh, overturn the results of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. <laughs> it turns out that's not the case. You've just been really busy working on a lot of cool projects like this one. Yeah, 
Yeah, we've been, we're partnered with fans on this one and have been working really closely with a lot of promotion around the event and then even just the, just the nature of how it's all going to come together, I guess. I mean, there's big team, lots and lots and lots of people, um, pulling that together, but, um, stabs in the mix there and it's, I guess it needs that level of, uh, you know, that, that amount of resources cause they're completely reimagining the event. It's a completely new thing. So, I mean, most people hopefully have heard by now that, uh, it's a new format, new judging criteria, invitees, it's a no loser format. Uh, yeah, it's, it's completely different approach to, to how the pipe masters is, has been run in the past. And I mean, it's a, it's one of the longest running events in 71. So it's, it's a big thing to, to veer off in a new direction. What do you think, Buck? Uh, Buck, are you on board? Are you, uh, are you one of the typical people who fear change on the internet and have an opinion about it? No, I, I'm embracing change on the internet. Um, I still haven't downloaded TikTok, so I guess maybe that's a change <laughs> I haven't embraced. But I said last, speaking of which, I said last week that if Dane starts a TikTok account, then maybe we give Cam Richards a call up into this like he got with the whole Instagram <laughs> thing I had Dane. But no, I love it. Um, I, I think these two projects are related, but we have Van Stab High, which is about to drop next Thursday, and the winner of which, which will be revealed in the fourth episode, is going to Pipe Masters. They get an invite. That was, you know, they won some money, but they also had an invite to Pipe Masters on the line. And one of the biggest things that stuck out to me at that event was the size of the section that people were hitting. Like, I feel like Eris for a while were so, okay, it's so tech focused and, you know, oh, you could do this, shove it or do this or do that. And then it was kind of just like, let's just do the biggest straight air possible. It's kind of a thing for a while. But just seeing like people thinking about the wave instead of just like what's what the person can do, but like how about what's the biggest section we can hit was so cool. I feel like we explored that at Lakey Peak. And so... Yeah applying that to pipe masters without eliminating the element of getting tubed is just like, how could you, how could you not like that? How could you, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not on TikTok, but I like this change a lot. Yeah. Well, I was, I had resistance at first because I think it's pretty natural impulse to just be so uh, comfortable with what you know, but having worked with uh, and chatted to a lot of the surfers that will be competing, I, I started to pretty quickly get my head around it and see, what was, what was good about this new format and what was exciting about it. And, and I think that's kind of probably the biggest thing. And I know that at, at Van Stab High, all of the surfers, not maybe not every single one of them, because I'm sure there was a lot of, a huge fear factor there, but the reports that I got were that people were as excited about a potential slot in the Van's Pipe Masters as they were the prize money or any of the other accolades that they were, um, you know, they, they might get from competing right there and then. And, and I think that, um, that in itself, like pipe it is the best airwave in the world. But, and like the, I mean, the barrel doesn't really need any adjectives put in front of it. We all know what that is, but the, the turns and airs are, are what can still be explored out there. And, and it's the thing about pipe, because it is so good, it's so inaccessible. And so to open it up and just be able to pluck, anyone you want with this invitee um, approach and just create the wildest heats that you would otherwise just never even imagine given the, you know, in the traditional structure, it's going to be so exciting. And then on top of that, like there's, there's no, like, there's no chess. So there's no like trying to scrap through a heat, just do whatever you can. It's, it's that, it's that leaderboard format where the, everyone's just going to be going out there and going as hard as they can, you know, uh, the whole time. So I'm, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big focus for me right now because we're, we're, we're working on a lot of content and, and chatting to the surfers a lot about this upcoming event. So I'm, um, I'm pretty juiced up, Buck. Understandably so. And so last week we dropped episode one of this invitee show. This week is ep two and there's only two. So we have the complete draw, actually almost the complete draw. There's still one slot. We already know who it's gonna be. It's Stab High winners, which you and I both know. The public doesn't know who those two people are. So it's almost a complete draw there. But in this episode, so actually to recap, last episode we saw the entire 20 woman field get announced 
as well as eight CT male surfers. This episode, we go 32 males. Here's the rest of the field besides the, these stab high wild cards. And we have Cal Kennelly, Nathan Fletcher, and McClure Rothman with Mikey C taking you through it all in this video. And you were in America to make this happen, yeah? Yeah, I was there in the studio with them. Uh, and um, it was it was pretty wild. Like, I mean, so we sat down and we had a bit of a plan for the show. And I assumed there would be a lot of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I assumed. But I, what I didn't assume and, and what happened was just, we basically just rolled the tape and ended up with like what felt like 45 hours worth of material out of it. So what we're, what we're, what you're seeing is, is the cut down of, um, this incredible chat. And I think the, the new format and just these three just icons of pipe all from very like different, sorry, I'm not including Mikey in that. Of course, he's not an icon of pipe quite yet. Guy, he's just the fourth guy after. Yeah, he's getting there. But the yeah, so it was these it was these three like occasionally butting heads, but just all just throwing ideas around um about, you know, we in this in this next episode they they pick the first heats on the women and men's side and and um yeah, it was kind of wild to that a wave like pipe that's it's just so overexposed in surfing every single year. It's it's the it's the focus of the surf world and has been forever for, you know, 50 years now plus. And yet when you have these legends of pipe sit down to talk about it, especially with the context of a, of a new event coming up, it's just, it's amazing how much material you can get out of it and how exciting it is. You know, you think it would just be at this point, nothing left to say, but there's just so much, there's so many stories and so many, um, I don't know. It's, it's still, there's still things left to be done at pipe, I guess, which is kind of the, the point of this whole event. Yeah. Well, I guess when you have, when you have those three people, like with such different perspectives, I mean, all those people have seen that wave from different angles, right? Kaola, Nathan and Makua, they've all spent a ton of time out there, but have come at it from different angles. And so I think what's cool about this episode is that you get a taste for some of that. And then what's really cool about this episode is that not only do you get this entire invitee list, you also get a heat draw. Well, the first men's seat and the first women's seat. And the way they did that is just, it's incredible. I mean, I, you obviously played a hand in it, but I want to play a clip from that. You got to watch the episode, but first, if you haven't already, hear this clip because it's just so good. Does that mean you condemned your guy to an early morning heat, that's though? What I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I hope I didn't condemn heat. anybody. I, I, uh, it's all going to switch up just, anyways. Everybody's going to get a morning heat and afternoon right. heat, so it's all going to switch well, up. Well, they're going to get heat one, round one, for sure. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Bringing She's putting the, the pressure. She's putting the pressure on me right now. All right. Let's go, sir. I love watching this guy surf pipe. And he's the nicest guy in zero games. And he type. has the best hair all the time. Really, really good hair. All right, Eli Olson. So that leaves one non-Hawaiian for McCool. Uh oh. Uh oh. My draw fell. Oh no. <laughs> Get Mason back on there. All right, McCool, last pick. One non-Hawaiian. Damn, I screwed you over because now you can't pick your brother. I almost picked him. Well, that's right. I don't want him in the first seat anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And these guys surf together the whole time. The as whole you time. Yeah, all, so. all three heats. I'm so curious. Me too, it's like... The suspense. The suspense is killing me, they say. Y'all ready for this? So what else is coming? So we have this invitee show, two episodes, we got the whole field. I know you've been working hard on this thing. I know that you've got some incredible interviews and there's a lot of content that's gonna lead us up to this. It starts December 8th. So what else can we expect, American Dan? <laughs> so we've got some profiles. We've we've selected some, some of the we kind of like just looked at the how big the range of invitees is and you've got people like Craig Anderson who never surfed pipe and then you've also got Kalar Grace who's obviously a pipe specialist. He surfed there, yeah. He surfed pipe, you know. He's definitely been out there a couple of times. I think he said he surfs it like a hundred times a year which given that it's only really activates over the winter there, that's a, that's a decent amount, you know. And he... He grew up, he couldn't be more pipeline. He's, he's Mason and Coco's cousin. 
he's he grew up paddling out there with with Derek and Mike, his uncles. Everyone refers to people that's older than him in Hawaii that they respect as uncle and auntie, but they're genuinely his blood uncles. And so he paddled out there as a grom. Couldn't be more part of the the pipeline legacy, but it, I mean, he just explained it like it didn't really mean anything when it came down to it. He still had to prove himself wow. as much as anyone did, but still, I mean, his his relationship and and how comfortable he is at pipeline is just worlds apart from from people like Craig Anderson who you know, self-admittedly, people like Mikey Fair, but they just do not have the the personality to go out there and, and compete and mix it up and scrap for waves. And then, yeah, I mean, um, another profile with... There's a, there's, there's a bunch of those, Bethany Hamilton. We're also... We have a, a isolated piece that's just talking about Pipe as the best airwave in the world. And when you've got Christian Fletcher... Oh, sorry, start that again. When you've got Nathan Fletcher sitting there you know, making those calls and, and kind of putting his stamp on, on how that wave works and why it is such an incredible airwave. That's, that's, in, that's really compelling. And then also a women of pipe and the history of women at pipe is it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of brief. It's kind of a pretty recent history, but there's a bunch of unknown trailblazers and there's a bunch of things that have gone on behind the scenes in turn in the, in the history of women's availability and accessibility to that wave and even at, on a, at a government level legislation being passed, there's, there's a rich history there of, um, of, of women. And obviously we know now that there's been incredible performances, people like Moana and Bethany, but, um, yeah, that should be really interesting to kind of get a, get what's for the most part, a pretty untold story there. So that's another piece. And, yeah, it's just it's just all pipe in the lead up, Buck. Wow, well it's great. So, go watch this. Go watch episode two. Watch episode one if you haven't seen that yet. Get the whole list besides the stab high winners, which you will be getting in the next few weeks. Like I said, first ep drops on Thursday. Stay tuned for more coming, and then yeah, December eighth, you get a really cool free event to watch. So, gonna be a good time. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Bad Boy Rai Rai's CT Venue Power Rankings. You know Bad Boy Rai Rai. He's the guy wearing a Speedo. I love Bad Boy Rai Rai. All over your Instagram feed. If you've ever seen any photo of any CT surfer surfing outside of a competition zone, <laughs> it was shot by him. Every single one. You've never seen a photo shot by anybody else. Which is to say that the guy has been traveling on the tour for a while. Um which made him a really good person to talk to about, hey, if you want to go on a surf Hey, trip, also in his intro, sorry to interrupt, Buck, but you got to mention expert investor. Expert investor. You have to. That's he's, actually legally, we're, we're legally obligated to state that he's wealthy. He sent, me, he sent me a podcast the other day where Shane Dorian's being interviewed on this international finance investing podcast sure. and he's getting quizzed out. And then he's, he, he starts talking about bad boy and because they have that group that compete all together and as you know all the biggest names in surfing john john kelly people have probably heard about this before but they have this investing competition where they you know they they declare a winner with this very phallic trophy that they pass around amongst themselves and bad boy um blitz them so here it's so funny listening to hear about bad boy in that on that podcast just a good five minute chunk let's hear from bad boy he he gave us a nice voice note about this story Let's hear straight from the the bad boy's mouth for a moment here. Then we'll get into it. Hey, Stab Podcast listeners. This is Ryan Miller here, also known as Bad Boy Rai Rai. I've been traveling the world following the WCT for well over a decade um, to every event, um, mostly chasing after my next meal and a bottle of wine, but, you know, sometimes thinking about surfing and surf photos that some minority of my time spent on the road. And, uh, you know, Stab hit me up to do an article, Power Ranking the World Tour Events Based on Surfing Wave Quality for, you know, your average surfer like me, the guy who, with every board order, pushes the leaders a little bit more north, um, 
as my waistline gets larger and my hairline gets shorter. Um, yeah, if that doesn't sound like you right now. That's probably going to be you somewhere in the future. So yeah, come along and check out this article I wrote based on, uh, based on drinking and eating and surfing your way uh, around the globe to the WCT event venues. Now, if you can surf like John John Florence, this ain't no article for you. Um, his power rankings would look way different than mine. Mine's for the everyman, and um, I want to get you into the most waves and the best waves and the best meal post-surfing. So if you're into that, come on over, have a sniff, and check out my article. So yeah, like he says there, he is... He's an average surfer. I mean, that's, I think he's the perfect person to write this because average by definition is most of us, right? And not most of us is, have been around the world many times to all these venues where you always see your favorite surfer surfing. So kind of made him the perfect person to write this one. And I don't want to give it away. You got to go read it. It's premium. So you got to pay. If you missed that coupon thing we're doing, then too bad. You're too late. Uh, Go read it. I'm going to give two away. All right. I'm going to give the last place one away. And then I'm going to give a middle of the pack number five away. Last place, lower trestles. That is, according to Bad Boy Wairai, the last place on the CT that you should ever try to surf. <laughs> Which is funny because all you hear about that is, um, you know, that it just makes you surf better and all the following. He has some really good, really good rationale, though. Number five, Portugal. Place close to my heart. So what do you think of those picks, Danny? I'm not sure if you've checked this one out yet, but and I'm not sure. Yeah, like how do you feel? How do you – would you have expected Lowers to be the last pick? Would you have expected Portugal to be middle of the pack? Like what's your kind of opinion on this? I don't know. I haven't read this. I'm not up to speed with the news. Like you are, Buck. You're really tapped into the zeitgeist of surf news. I've been a little – out of the loop, I only talk about pipeline and think about pipeline at this point of my life. So but your number one is your number one must be pipeline. Oh, it definitely is. But yeah, I mean, I like I like the idea of power rankings and not just. I mean, what Derek Hines started that in the '80s, and it was basically a tradition of just decimating surfers on tour who were, you know, just doing their best and just like tearing them apart and basically telling them they had no chance to win a world title. And then I think Lewis Samuel, Samuel a bunch of people have done it, but Lewis Samuels was the next. Um, person had a really had an impact there, but we've evolved beyond just individuals and we're just tearing apart places now. Is that, is that what he does? Kinda. We, I mean, are, are we talking about food it, or just the wave or is, is it strictly related to surfing? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not just the wave it's quality of surf vibes and kind of everything, right? Not, it, it doesn't just say, Hey, here's where you're going to, here's where you're going to enjoy yourself the most essentially is what he's saying. And he ranks them like he's not just saying, hey, you got to have – it's not like you have to have a crazy amount of money to go to these places. Obviously, you have to have some extra cash to go on any surf trip, but it's it's not really about that, not based on where you can go live five-star and all that. So it is, it is based off waves, food, general enjoyment of a surf trip. Um, and, yeah, it's it's – still opinion led even though he's he is really the perfect person to hear from here based off of his having been to these locations over 10 times probably all of them besides he did the 2022 tour stop so el salvador's on there he hasn't been there probably more than 10 times but the rest of them he's been probably over 10 times and he's also an average surfer which again by definition is most people so interesting person to hear from and like he said in his voice note, if you ask John John where you should go to get waves, you get a way different list because he would want mm -hmm. you to go to waves where you're going to die. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, but, I get it now. I get it. So this is this is actually useful information. This is what you kind of want to get a yeah, new take. It's not really, it's not tearing down. Like he has some funny little bits in there, obviously. He's a hilarious guy, but it's not necessarily just like making fun of places. It's, it's meant to be useful and is written for that average surfer in mind to go 
figure out where i mean you see so much of these waves right like every year you see all of these waves you probably wonder which one you should actually try to go to and so he tells you what it's like at all those places and yeah if you're planning a surf trip go give it a look all right what would you go though i need to ask you what your number one would be out so, of all the tour locations out of all the tour locations where if you had a free trip anywhere where would you go oh i would i would i would order lobster at the at the dinner table there if someone else is paying and and probably go to europe but in terms of strictly the wave and and just thinking about surfing it'd be g-land for sure i'm goofy footed it's it's a left and uh that's about it it's warm water it's well, it's tasty food so you- so you're saying Portugal then if it's if somebody else is paying? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm uh, and I'm not staying at your house either. I'm gonna have a re- uh, resort on the beach there, eating lots of um, sardines. Yeah, Wait, it's Portugal got... sardines, yeah? Oh yeah, they got them yeah, there. yeah, yeah. What about you? What would you pick? I mean, I'm looking at that from it's no coincidence that we're picking places close to where the other person is. I'd go WA. I've been in WA a few times, and if I could go anywhere on that list right now. Well, maybe not this exact moment, but if I could go like ideal window, I'd go WA. I mean, it's just, especially if you went there when the tour is not there, the amount of good waves that you'd get and just, it's so beautiful. I'd go WA. I feel like you're Number just, one. I noticed you sipping on some wine there. I feel like you've just been sucked in by the, the uh, campaigns <laughs> they run between heats. You just want a winery tour. That's the, I want to go bounce around. Yeah, that's the French influence in you. Well, I mean, not that you're French, but you did live there. Hey, Portuguese now. That's some nice Portuguese red I'm drinking. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. So anyway, go read that or go come to me, uh, as Danny would do, or go to WA. But in any event, go read it because it will load you up with some useful info. One smallish line of code, one giant leap for Wave Garden. Oh boy, Danny, we have a lot to get into here. So the gist of it, Wave Garden, one of the world's biggest wave pool technology companies, just had a major, major breakthrough. Okay, they, from their headquarters in the Basque Country, were able to create airwaves around the world melbourne south korea switzerland and brazil they just programmed it nobody had to fly anywhere just remotely made all these pools spit out these insane airwaves and we're gonna get to this but i can speak to this one personally talk to me well i want to get your thoughts are are you impressed i mean you're a guy that like you do computers (laughs) are you impressed by this (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little bit. I feel like God's just just becoming less impressive as as humankind just continues to basically figure figure out all his stuff on our own. Uh, you know, the ocean used to be this like wondrous magical place with these waves coming in. Yeah, it's impressive for sure. It's it's still a little um like I feel I don't feel any like kind of visceral reaction to watching, regardless of how crazy the air is in a, in a wave pool. I don't really, I don't really feel much, but the, the waves and looking how far they've come in terms of, um, what they're able to program now is, yeah, it's super impressive. But did, what, so what, wait, hang on a second. I feel like you just went there or something, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I don't, we're going to get all the information out first, then we'll get to my first oh. experience. Okay. Right, right, right. The reason why this matters so much, I think, is because, okay, you look at a pool like Waco, that's American Wave Machines. And for a while, they kind of had this air section thing mastered. And WaveGarden could do it, but sometimes it meant like putting something on the bottom of the water to make it happen. This update makes them, like I said, just four wave pools around the world, bam, it's on, right? And so this is big news for every surfer. This is, WaveGuard has a ton of pools around the world. There's so many more coming. Like the amount of wave pools that are coming around the world, it, it changes every day. So I'm not even going to say a number, but there's tens, I guess, that are confirmed. Hundreds halfway <laughs> confirmed. Um, 
basically what happens now is that this will be just like beast mode which is the the kind of heavier tube that they can do at waveguard machines once this is fully finalized every pool just have the ability like you could go to your pool and say hey like i want this air section they probably won't there's only a select few amount of people in the world that probably want to hit this thing so you'd have to maybe make a special request or get something together, but they'll be able to do this. Like it's gonna, WaveGuard's not gonna run these sessions. The local operators will. So like Urban Surf, you'd have to go to and say, hey, I want the air section, or maybe they'd do it once a month, whatever it is. But this changes the experience you could have in wave pools. And it's coming from one of the biggest wave pool companies in the world. So it's it's a huge step. The fact that they could just do this, it literally went from putting a rock at the bottom of the <laughs> thing and they could wave an air section to hey bam remotely that's that's so, kind of the idea that they can evolve now i know all the pools are different so they're probably all evolving in their own way meaning all the wave garden one, i'm sorry no, what are they called what are all the what what's the wave oh it is wave garden. yeah yeah they're all yeah. uh i was listening they're all they, i mean they're all different so i'm sure that the way that they program is uh, needs to be bespoke to the individual pools but the idea that the pool isn't just this that's what it is. Go and surf it, and it's never going to change without any huge construction costs. The idea that they can just be constantly dialing and optimizing and making it different and better is that's just a win for surfing kind. It is. It's a huge win. And so now the personal stuff. Oh yeah. So like, forget, forget the, forget the facts. Let's hear about your personal experience. So take it from the top. What happened? I don't really know. I think I remember you kind of like floated this idea like, hey, maybe Stab pays me to go and hang out with uh, pro servers at this brand new wave pool as if that's not just the your personal wet dream. Was it a left? Because if that was a left, then... No, it was a right. Oh, well, it wasn't even fun. Uh, I mean, it was fun, but we'll get there, Danny. We'll get there. Uh, do you like soccer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> if I'm honest... <laughs> You almost said yeah, though. Well, I remember I watched the the World Cup once, and then I thought, well, no, that was actually like a long time ago, and I, I can't, I can't <laughs> genuinely say I, I like, it. I don't not like it. You can't, you can't have watched. How old are you? You watched the World Cup once. It happened there four years. You said you caught one. I'm 39, of, like, and uh, yeah, I think I was like 20, stuck in an airport. I remember my friend was just ten World Cups that you've potentially been able to catch. You got one. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Wait. Would you, how does this relate? Okay. Well, first of all, I that's never been part of my background either. Never really grew up caring about that, which probably makes this story funnier. If you like soccer, you're probably get mad at me right now. But not long ago, I got an offer from Euroglass Christian Bradley. Christian Bradley's a shaper out of um, the biggest surfboard factory in Europe. Euroglass. Basically, with Leo Fioravanti, they collaborated with this like proper, like large scale, like the Milan Soccer Club. It's it's called Inter, but it's like a massive, well respected, like famous soccer team, right? And so Bradley and Euroglass collaborated with them to do a board, and so why? I got invited. Why I don't know because think about it. If you're Inter Milan, you probably want to talk to like a younger, different audience. So now you can use this as an avenue. You can use Leo and these people. And if you're Leo, you could probably it's the reverse thing. So why not? I think they were in, I think they were inspired by the recent electric acid surfboard test personally. But um, continue. They could have been. They could have been. I'm, I'm not gonna say they weren't. But basically, I don't know you're gonna collaborate and you want you probably want a story to tell. You want to just say like, hey, we're partnering up. You want something? So they made this board. And to launch it, they organized this event where basically I got invited to go to Milan and go to one of these games and sit like club level, like free, not Aperol spritz, Campari spritz, which is way better. And just had a weekend in Milan where I went to a, just a soccer game, club level, and did all this. And then the next day we were going to Alaya Bay, the wave pool in Switzerland, with a bunch of like Italian soccer media people and some of the team's <laughs> old famous players. And we actually rode on the team's bus, like this, like inter, like the, the bus that they take if they're going around Italy to another game. Um, we took that there, which was funny. Cause I'm just like you, I have no background in this. Right. And so I'm on a bus and I have no idea who anybody is like, 
like literally there's some people that are apparently really famous in the, i looked one guy up after he's like it was actually funny i had to like talk at one point publicly and like i get names wrong on here i got one wrong last week and i was trying so bad not to fuck this guy's name up when i'm kind of like introducing this this leo's stab out of the year entry to show these people and had to kind of welcome this guy up on not quite a stage but just a floor and i was really trying not to fuck up his name because the vibe of the people that were telling me to say it right were very clear like do not like <laughs> this is the one person you don't want to offend you know <laughs> and so uh Javier Zanetti, apparently a famous player there, uh, now their vice president. But this whole just weird experience, pretty much, that was going to happen regardless, that I'm going through and, like, all of a sudden I get a call saying that, like, hey, by the way, you're going to be at this wave pool where we're about to test this air section, and Cano is supposed to come, Leo is already there, and basically I was not going to walk away from this, like, test session. I was supposed to leave, like, hours before I was going to start running, right? So I went from this like Milan soccer game to on the bus to this wave pool to just me and Leo for like four hours trying this thing in the from nine till like one thirty a.m. nine wow. p.m. to like one thirty a.m. and it was my birthday. Oh my I goodness! Happy birthday! Midnight at midnight I turned uh, I turned thirty two, thirty three I think. Yeah, thirty three. Facts right. So we'll get I can some speak fact to this checkers personally. on that. Yeah, yeah, 89, do the math. Um, I can speak to this personally. This thing was insane. And they basically had a Zoom call with people on the ground there and crew in the Basque Country at the Wave Garden headquarters who were changing the wave in real time. Like, Leo would give some feedback and say, hey, like, the landing on this one was a bit tough. And they're like, okay, you're going to have five more like this, and then the next wave will have, the next 10 waves will have this different landing section and all this. The fact that it was all remote. Was that? Wait, hold on a second. Was that the actual style of conversation that was going down? Was it? Was it about landing sections or like what was the language that was being used to talk about this wave? So I think, yeah, landing sections were a big part of it. The next was like it was basically the the in run, like so they could control the way the wave's gonna like the way you can get speed going at it, and then they can control the way the sections coming at you. And then part of that's probably how you can land, right? And, like, some of these sections were, like, proper, like, it just looked like a large chunk of water coming straight at you. Leo was loving that. Me, not so much. <laughs> you were, your feedback was, like, make it a left. <laughs> I know. I actually tried to go left, and I tried to sit on the section and go left at the right. That did not work. <laughs> I got fucking smoked. But it was a wild experience, and... Yeah, witnessing that, like, probably the coolest thing was witnessing this, like, and, you know, these people were up at, like, 1 a.m. to do this. Just these engineers that were just pressing buttons to change the code in real time. It was fucking wild. It was the wildest experience I think I've ever had surf-related. Like, you're in a pool at midnight in Switzerland with snowy mountains around you, and somebody a thousand kilometers away is pressing a few buttons, and then you get a another wave that's different it was it was really wild i've never had anything like that um and i guess it's soccer's fault i guess i have soccer <laughs> to thank for this i like that the i mean a thousand kilometers is a good distance probably a little too far to drive to work but i just like the idea of the whole work from home thing like i like the idea of like even a lifeguard just watching on zoom and then he has to if someone starts drowning he has to get in his car and like drive there or whatever why isn't this person there what's the why why be so far away or is he in like a supercomputer room with all kinds of technology well because they did the same thing in in Melbourne, oh. south korea and brazil and all those that happened oh it's all the one control one. station yeah yeah it's all oh. just like the wave garden headquarters is in the Basque country and so I get they it. didn't have to go. The whole thing is they didn't have to go to all these locations to make it work. And so if you go, I read the the name of the story earlier, but it's one small line of code, one giant leap per wave garden. Great see title. Everybody, great title, Ethan. Well done, Ethan. Work. But you'll see all these pools doing it with uh, Reef Hazelwood, Victor Bernardo, Luke Swanson. The Leo stuff's coming soon. But you'll see all this, and this is all just pushing buttons from the Basque Country. So it was, wow. it was wild, man. I mean, yeah. What what'd you say before? God just doesn't matter anymore. Isn't that why like existentialism came to be? Because they they thought like, okay, God's dead, so we need a new kind of operating system. 
Yeah, I think so. That sounds accurate. I wonder if there's going to be blowback to this because, uh, you know, there's in a lot of religions, they don't like contraception. They don't like uh, birth control, things like that, because I feel like it's interfering with the natural processes of, I don't know, procreation and all the magical uh, stuff related to creation of life. I wonder if there's going to be like people of religions that refuse to surf these man-made ways because of of that same uh, same vein of thinking. Just pro win. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like it's 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 pretty wild. It the idea that it can be hacked is exciting too. I like the idea of you just think you've got this section coming Ooh. at you, but someone's someone's um, hacked in there and they they throw a little bit of chop just i mean it's a lot of effort just to um make someone fall off a surfboard but that could be funny i like that a lot i like that a lot these would have to be hackable you could probably you could you must be able to right i mean people can hack anything yeah i mean uh it's it's one of the first times that like really really high-end software engineers i don't know what they're what their classification is, what their um, proper title is, but it's the first time that they've really been in the world of surfing. I imagine it's a, it's that's the that's the new collaboration. Forget Bradley and the soccer team or whoever he was collaborating with or Euroglass. It's the it's it's engineers like really smart people coming together with surfers. That's the that's the real impressive collaboration here. Well, the fellow who wrote this wonderful title. Ethan Davis also interviewed the founder, who is an engineer of WaveGarden, Josema Ordiozola. I think I nailed that, hopefully. Uh, that is going to be an interview on Stab Premium. Probably by the time this comes out, it'll be up. So go read that if you want to hear uh, Danny's fantasy of smart people and surfing coming together. And um, yeah, Danny said God is dead, so find a new opportunity. <laughs> I'm glad Ethan did that interview. Ethan's was working with a some sort of neuroscientist, one of Australia's most recognised. Uh, I don't know the words, Buck, but really smart stuff to do with brain um, science, technology, smartest and person. imagery. Is Ethan the smartest person in Australia? Oh, he's the smartest person at Stab. So I'm glad that he was he was the one that tried to tackle this uh, this smart person chat. So go read it. Go read Two Smart People Talking and hopefully you can follow along. From Am I Gonna Die to I'll Be Surfing in Another Three Weeks. Okay. Shark Attack Survivor Interview. This guy's my favorite person. His name is Jared Trainer. He got attacked by a shark a few weeks ago in Humboldt County. Sorry, in Humboldt County in Northern California. And when we were reporting on this, I had one of our younger writers, Holden, just say, hey, like, might as well reach out to the guy and see if he's keen for an interview. That's going to add something to the piece regardless. Holden interviews him. Turns out the guy is just hilarious. Like, he's just sending him Holden photos after the interview. And one is just, without any context, him posing next to a giant kind of shark statue, acting like he's getting attacked. <laughs> I don't know if that was before or after the attack. But Holden said the guy seemed most upset about the fact that the shark had destroyed his wetsuit. I mean, it's cold water up there. He he claimed to have had a pretty new wetsuit. And so he seemed upset about that. So we actually worked with the crew at Billabong because he said it was a Billabong furnace suit. And we were like, okay, man, like we'll get you a new one then. And so... Bill Bong has been great with this. Like I just told him, hey, like we're doing this and this is kind of, this guy was upset about it. So like, can we get him a wetsuit? And I get it now. I was walking past Sam's computer yesterday and he was like looking at this video message from Oki and Oki was yeah, there going, yeah. we got you a new suit. And I was like, what is that about? And I didn't stop to ask because I only care about Vance Pipe Masters at this point, but now I get it. Oh, yeah. So big thanks to them. Not only did they send him a new suit, I think they sent him some other stuff, too. I mean, this is, you know, you hear about shark attacks like Florida. It's like, you know, a little, okay, you got three stitches in your ankle. No, this guy got (laughs) fucking mauled. (laughs) Florida. Get a real shark. Oh, get a real shark. Um, But he got proper mauled and he was kicking the thing in the head. 
And he was just out alone on some Misto NorCal beach break, as he often does. And as this title says, like, he's he's tried to surf again in, like, three weeks. He's not at all. He's like, I didn't really get to see the shark. Like, he thought it was a seal, kind of. He didn't feel the pain initially. <laughs> and so he's like, I, I think maybe I'd have P- PTSD if I, like, had to see the shark coming at me. But, he uh, yeah. like, it happened so quick. And he was <clears throat> kicking the thing in the head. Um, at one point, yeah, he's at the hospital. And they seemed really freaked out, thinking that the, the thing I got really, you know, sketchy artery. And they were really spooked in front of him so like shit am i gonna die and then basically now he's just like already plans to go back to that wave he's like i might not surf it alone at least at first but like fully just got attacked by shark doesn't care so he's got a new suit um and it's a great chat like if it's there's just something so refreshing i don't know you don't know what's gonna happen you talk to somebody like that right like, yeah 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 i'm glad he's got a sense of humor that's it's good that he can see the funny side yeah, so go check it out. Go see the the video from Ock. Go see the photo of him posing in front of a massive shark sculpture, which, again, I don't know if it was before or after, but it's just <laughs> hilarious that he sent it through and decided we should include it. Um, and I do want to say one more thing. I'm going to offer a free Stab Premium lifetime membership to all shark attack survivors. Oh, that's um, We gave one to Jared. That's nice. And if you have been, if a shark has bitten you, uh, you get a free account for life. Okay. So I'm going to extend that offer. I always say my emails in the show notes. I don't really know what show notes are, so I'm not (laughs) sure if it's there. (laughs) But if you want the membership, you'll find my email somehow. Yeah, that's good. It's good to reward people for getting bitten by a shark. I think that doesn't make sense. It's funny, you know, like it, I'm stoked to hear that he's surfing again and he's not too twisted up in the brain about it, which it would be really easy to do. I mean, we're kind of joking about it because he's joking about it, but it's it's funny how he's going to go surfing again and that's so impressive. But at the same time, because of what Bethany Hamilton did, being 14 at the time and just starting to not only go surfing again, but do it with um with only one arm and then just go on to charge the waves that she did it's just she just kind of ruined it for all other shark attack survivors and like i was just at her place in Kauai talking about this and it's a funny one to talk about because it's obviously it's uh been talked about a lot so it becomes kind of pretty uninteresting and it's not something that she really she really Mm. like thinks like she sort of doesn't she just sort of just like doesn't give herself any excuses like she's um she just considers herself um you know just trying to scrap into a, another bomb like anyone else but yeah, yeah. she kind of like she far exceeded any uh excitement you can really have about a shark attack survivor in the surf world because no one can ever do what she what she's done so i, I mean i don't know I'm, apologies to this guy i'm sure he's very impressive. I'm glad he's getting a free code, but you know, doesn't well, impress right, doesn't impress me much. Aki's <laughs> impressed. Aki invited him to go surf with him on the Gold Coast, but I guess you can't you can't go down. Don't go south from the Gold Coast and go hang out, with Danny, because he's not no. I mean, I like him because he's funny, but um, I basically just was so stoked to meet Bethany Hamilton that I wanted to say that. I think. Just That's a little, fair. That's just fair. A little I've seen, name drop. I've seen a clip from that interview and it's it's good. I mean, it's the way that she talks about it and just being like, don't don't mention that. Like, why do you have to? That's not who I am. Like, I'm just Well, to... she wasn't like that. I, I just kind of asked her like, hey, does it get... Where does it... Because obviously something that's going to come up a lot. Anyway, I mean, you can we can see the interview if anyone isn't interested in, in her take on this, but it's something that's going to come up a lot. But where she did pushback and where she was quite frustrated with how it has shown up for her in the surf world was like, she'd be like, I'll be surfing heats and then be beach commentary teams talking about my shark attack, like a horrific thing that I went through while I'm in the water. And they won't mention my surfing once. They'll just talk about Soul Surfer, the movie that made about her life. They'll talk about the shark attack. And meanwhile, she's out there like smashing someone in the heat, like, and they're not even mentioning her surfing once. And it just becomes this pinata f- for anytime someone talks about her, they, they 
just all they can see is that and they start hitting that and I think it I think she at this point just wants to surf and just to have that on loop especially when you're in the middle of a heat would just be pretty frustrating I thought it was a pretty good point but anyway I'm not going to that's a lot of paraphrasing well, that, on, on her behalf there. So maybe just watch the interview for her actual take. That That is the snippet of the interview I saw, which I loved. And um, yeah, extend the code to her because now you got... Oh yeah, she can have a free code. Just, just flick it over to her. <laughs> uh, what's this guy's name? I feel like I should apologize to him. Damn it. No, he's fine. He's good. He got, he got, he got a note from Aki in a new suit. He's oh yeah, he doesn't care about it. Me rinsing him. No, he's good. He's, he doesn't need your pity, Danny. He knows he's got nothing on Bethany. Watch Sebastian Williams in Euphoria. So, one thing here Euphoria is spelled with an F, not a PH. We're not talking about Sebastian Williams in that HBO show where all the children have sex that everybody somehow loves because I guess everybody's a pedophile. Um, this is, this is a surf film. It's not that. Have you oh, watched good. that show? No, no. I walked past the TV once when it was on and was like, fuck that. It was horrifying. It was, isn't it just high school kids like doing drugs? And I was like, why are we doing that? Yeah. I think, I, well, I think it's just so easy to appeal to people's fears. And so anyone who has kids, just watches that and they're just so they're like this is what kids are doing now in reality kids are having less sex doing less drugs drinking less because they're all just so petrified of being filmed by another person and having their reputation ruined so kids aren't really even having half the fun supposedly i heard that a stat but i can't quote the stat but um yeah i think it's just basically fear porn for parents because they're, they're it's just an easy way to engage someone is to scare them that's my take from having walked past the TV for five seconds. <laughs> I mean, anyway, this one is with an F. It's not the PH one. It's not the PH one. So if you are a parent and you live in a constant state of fear, watch this. It'll mellow you out. We're, we've used the word hypnotizing. Um, it's very nice. It's made by two. It's an all-Mexican-made film. Okay, so it was made by Octavio... Coutinho and Alejandro my and Alejandro Maitrena. So those two Seb linked up. This is probably the last COVID project we'll see. This is the last one that they said, hey, this is kind of a COVID, like everybody had time on their hands. Oh, like God. these really talented filmers, directors. This is not time. this is not selling it. Anytime you mention COVID, people have, just have zero. It's, hey, it's, it's the last but not least. Yeah, so but don't say it. You've cursed what it. What do you like... want to do? Kids are doing... Okay, fine. No, kids are doing drugs and having sex in here. Go watch. <laughs> hey, on that name, I've been wondering at what point we're going to run out of words. There's so many web edits that come out and everyone feels is compelled to name them. It's like, oh, I'm going to call this this. And it's it feels a little redundant. Like a, a name seems to <laughs> imply like, like this. I mean, if you're going to make a feature film, by all means... Uh, name it if you work on something for a long time. Name it. What do you want like, people to know names? Oh, I don't know. Like, if what that's you, an option, you... just like random bits, numbers, or so. Like, we're just going to run out of words soon. It's there's so many um, web edits now that are named, and it becomes, um, I don't know, it becomes becomes tricky. It's almost like domains. Like, are we? Everything's going to be gone, and we're going to have to start coming up with some bizarre names for these web web edits if we keep following this format. Is no, just the I, one word. Is it the one word ones that you're concerned about? Or are you are you okay with combinations? Because I mean, with combinations, you could obviously just mathematically the combinations you're going to lock are infinite. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just. Uh, I think I'm unimpressed with the imagination. They're all very like, all very like, whoa, like a little bit grandiose. Like these names is implying there's going to be something kind of like big and magical. Whereas if it was something just a little bit more like uh, surfing in January or something a bit more prosaic, maybe that would that would be more suitable to me. I don't know, Bach. Like you seem to be looking at me like I'm I'm uh, I'm really uh, I'm really munching uh, a lot of bullshit right now. What do you think? Well, first of all, I w let's hear from. Let's hear from the filmmakers. They worked hard on it, so let's just let's hear that. And oh, then... unrelated to unrelated to this this these guys, by the way, I love them. 
That, that's just a that's just a general broad comment. I haven't seen this film. Uh, let's hear from them first. Let's hear from them first. I think that that something that made it so special with working with Seb is that he had the same uh, motivation to make this possible as we had. Like we both, we the three of us needed this project, so it was like we were all motivated at the same level. So he was always like down to everything. Even he, he, he was like, let's wake up at five, five in the morning and let's walk to the point and get there before the sun is out. We were like, wait, <laughs> Man, let's, he let's was the one that wakes up. Yeah, so he, he was, was like super motivated. He was really stoked on the project. And I think that's what made the film so special that, I mean, it was like raining out and it was like thunderstorm, like a hur- hurricane. And he was like surfing on those waves. So it was like, there was nothing that 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 could limit him. Like, he was like, "Let's do, let's make this possible," and he was kind of like our guide to some spots because we we know spots, but not as much as he does. So he kind of took us to these spots, and once we were there, he would let us like put our creativity there, and he didn't get that much involved in the creative process, but he was like putting all his energy on the project and that's something that you can see. I mean, like there's this, there's this shot that Sebas is walking up a hill. It's like so far away. And we're like, dude, it would be so sick to do a shot over there. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can walk there. And it was like 20 minutes walking, going up the hill. And he would just do it. and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like he would just do everything. He was, he was really stoked on the film. So yeah, they worked hard on it. They had they were walking through cactuses and stuff. That it was a whole thing, but no, I I do agree with you. And you said I think you said magic before. I just want to be clear. Stay on brand here, Danny. The word we used was hypnotizing, and so it does have great surfing and it does have just like the color correction. There is something very just mellow and nice about it, which is kind of weird because it's like such high performance surfing mixed with this. Well, it sounds like, look, it sounds like a quality thing that's worthy of a name and I'm excited to watch it. And I'm especially excited to watch Sebastian Williams because I didn't know who that guy was. Like to me, he was just a name that I thought I would hear and then maybe not remember. But then, because he was, I first heard about him in the Van Stab High, the first one, non-chlorine edition, the first one in Indo that wasn't in a pool. And I know that he was, I think he kind of, I think he, he, he shocked a lot of people on that trip and, and his surfing, yeah, blew a lot of people away. And, and I think he's like a, definitely a name that's, that's going to hang around and he's a unique character for sure. Well, he just keeps doing that though. Like he did that at a Quicksilver King of the Groms years ago, maybe like twenty. 14 and everybody's like this kid is incredible i think stab even was like the front runners of that being like oh my god this, this is this kid's the next big thing and then yeah he did stab high non-chlorine and it was the same thing everybody's like shocked now this this is gonna shock people too he just that's his thing every few years he comes back and he shocks everybody and then he's just david bowie just reinventing himself with with new personas and looks i mean he might look the same but just new uh your little pulses of energy. I like it. Yeah. But anyway, go watch it and then stop naming stuff. Just just be like a boomer on no. social media where you say like you just you just call <laughs> it you just post an image of what you're doing and just caption unironically exactly what it is. Just be like Sunday lunch and that's just what it is. Um, that's not a bad name. No, I take all that back. Uh, I think come up with a name for sure. All right. But- what else can you yeah, you're right. It's a the options are limited. Just to like, just mash the keyboard. That could be pretty interesting. So no one can pronounce it. It's just a, a rambling of uh, consonants like, in a row. That's like all 2000 surf brands. <laughs> <laughs> They've already done that, Danny. Yeah, true. All right. Go watch it. But it's time for a surf sin. <laughs> all right. The surf sin. We have Chris here. And this has been a slow burn. I mean, I've been sitting on this one for a minute. Yeah, he addressed you and it, Danny. It's been a little while since we've done this podcast <laughs> together. So, and he also said it's years old. So this Chris has been living with this for a while. 
and it's time for him to heal. But before it's time for him to heal, it's time for all of us to hear it. Let's go. All right. Hey, Danny. Hey, Buck. I've got a surf's in for you guys. This one is from about three or four years ago. Spring break trip to Baja. My buddy had just gotten a brand new fish that he was super stoked on. Gorgeous thing. I forget who shaped it, but it was insane. It had some beautiful glass on keels on it. He was nice enough to let me ride it. Um, took it out for a surf, was having fun on it. I kind of did that thing on it where you like pull through the white water, but you're still standing on the top of the board and you're kind of just like sitting there floating. Um, I felt the fins kind of scrape the reef just a bit on the inside. I flipped it over. There was definitely some blemishes there, nothing insane, um, but for sure a ding. Uh, on both of the keels um, Kind of just kept surfing it we get back to the tents that night and you know, he's kind of just checking his board out he notices Both of the blemishes on both of the fins And he's just like oh no like what happened like did you guys see anything like what did it get hurt like on top of the car? Or, like what happened? And I did not speak up and I knew exactly what happened and I was the cause of it. This one's been on my mind for a while. Um, I'm really not proud of it. I'm sorry, Jake, if you listen to this, um, but I thought it was time to come clean. So um, just let me know my penance. Thanks. Ooh, yeah, so it's been a while and he kind of talks in slow motion. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that came in at like a different speed. I don't know if it's maybe Stace. Yeah, maybe clean speed that up. that up, Stace. Yeah, if you're editing. But anyway. But yeah, wow. Yeah, that's, um, that's, I feel like he's not alone. A lot of these surfaces we get, it's not the only person to have done that, that horrible thing. And so for sure, somebody else, if you haven't damaged somebody else's surf good, and then not confess to it, you've damaged somebody else's other property and not confessed mm -hmm. to it. So this is, um, we've probably all done this really just maybe not to surfboards, but it's, it's a surf sim. What do you, what do you got on it, Danny? Yeah, I think we've all been in this situation. I just, his friend, Nate, was it Nate? I fucking Jake. just forgotten. Jake. Jake. I just, I don't know if I like Jake, like people that are care about their stuff uh, so much yeah. like the fact that he was so scared to like tell jake is uh you know i don't i wasn't like i wasn't loving jake oh in this boy. story maybe he would maybe he would defend himself and and say that he wouldn't have cared and he would have been cool with it but the fact that he seemed so anal retentive about his fins like scratching them i mean that board's probably toast now right like he's probably got a million cracks creases uh i mean you would hope so hopefully the board's been surfed and flogged over these last three four years however long it's been so yeah i wasn't loving jake but i also just think like you gotta like you can't play into jake's jake's uh y you know like jake's expectation or jake's like psychoness you gotta like just tell him and, and own up to it so okay yeah. what, is that what you think like would you have done that i would have just told him and said sorry and then and then not developed a tumor over three years having it just sitting on my conscience Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever done this with surfboards before. I actually remember one time I buckled the friend's board at off the wall and I just had told him that I didn't do it and it wasn't even intentional. <laughs> he was like hurt and um, I think... What do you, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said I didn't do it? How did, <laughs> it wasn't like, on you just, like... It was like... I remember he was like hurt and I borrowed his board and he was just like watching from the beach. And I just like, I remember I just packed a closeout. I was like younger and I would do that. And yeah, I came in and I remember like, you know, he was like, Oh, like uh, a few out there, like how's the board looking? And 
we looked at it and I remember saying in the moment like, oh no, that's just like weird sunlight or something. I just didn't think, I honestly didn't think the board was buckled at that point, but then it later it was very clear the board was buckled. So it was different, but I would have owned up to it at the time. I mean, this wasn't Jake. This was my friend Tommy. Um, yeah. And so I think we're going to be coming at the pennants from different angles because I have an idea in mind for Chris that I don't think you're necessarily going to like. So I'm just going to spit it out and then we'll see what Let's you hear got. It. I think because it's been so long and now the emotions removed from it, you don't really, you know, Jake might not even have that board anymore. Who knows what happened to that board? Um, I think he just needs to get Jake. Just like this was kind of a, a weird thing that happened that he didn't confess to i think to remedy that he needs to kind of just get jake a gift without explaining it in any way and it needs to be a clear gift it can't just be like oh here i got like a bar a bunch of wax like you could take this bar i just bought a ton or like whatever you have to wrap it um you Mm. have to without any context and i'm assuming you've never given jake a gift in (laughs) his or your life and it can't be his birthday it can't be a holiday can't be nothing you just have to, without any explanation, give Jake a gift. It doesn't have to be much, you know, five, ten bucks, whatever you're comfortable with. I don't care. Unlock this. But it has to be wrapped and it has to be given to him earnestly and without any context. Or You cannot explain the sin. You have to just yes. give him this thing because you were sneaky about it. And so if you weren't going to come clean there, you're not going to come clean now. You just have to remedy it like, okay, here's the gift and then you're good. And I just know, I just know that just j- under Jake's breath, he'll just be there going, I knew it was you, you motherfucker. Like, he'll know exactly what it was. He'll just, you don't like Jake. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's really good. I like that. I was thinking a good penance would be to sit down with Jake, start recording him, and then, you know, so we get to enjoy it, and then just press play on this podcast, let him hear it, and then <laughs> also let Jake... Uh, you know, key your car or, or break something of yours. Uh, and he gets to choose. He can break whatever he wants. He can he can determine the equivalent of his scratched fins or well, blemished fins. I don't really know the extent of the damage to the fins. That's why well, it's, no, you're putting it in it's Jake's quite hand. tricky. The whole time you're making it sound like Jake's a sociopath. Now you're just going to put it in his hands, give him unlimited fucking Vladimir Putin with his nukes. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I think it's like, because it's equally an opportunity for Jake to to heal because he's obviously an uptight guy really concerned about his scratching his fin so here he gets to contextualize the the pain of his fins and realize it wasn't that bad in the in the broader scheme of the world and you know he gets to reflect on what's going on in ukraine right now and then he compares that to his fins and he goes okay i am gonna damage something of yours but it's just going to be your um face and then he punches him in the face no i don't know like you know jake can kind of realize it wasn't that big a deal everyone wins i feel like okay great okay i'm i'm good with that choose your penance chris um let's just hope that jake does not get his hands on russia's nuclear codes (laughs) (laughs) oh shit all right i think that's all we got yeah all right uh, thanks for having me back, Buck. It's oh, been good. So fun. So fun. All right, folks. And that's the drop for this week. I hope you all had a great flight. Next week, we should have Mikey Ciaramella back. And like I said, a lot of explaining to do. I don't know how much clothes he'll be wearing. He's usually not wearing much. Usually, you know, topless anyway. So he'll be back. The news won't sleep. We'll have plenty more for you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye-bye.